You're listening to Breaking Boundaries in Breast Cancer, sponsored by Lilly. This is ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Joining me is Dr. Ansofie Vertonen from the Department of Gynecology and Obstetrics at the University Hospital of Leuven in Leuven, Belgium. Uh, Dr. Vertonen, welcome to you. Hello. Thank you. So you're the uh, first author of a study, preliminary study, that's examining the risk of breast cancer recurrence after a 10-year disease-free interval. And I want to stress that, after a 10-year disease-free interval, because that is a unique feature here that is not often uh, examined or studied. Much of the literature is far before 10 years when we're considering recurrence. What brought you into this particular study uh, and this particular pursuit? Yeah, so we saw at our hospital that we have a lot of patients who are now 10 years disease-free. And we didn't know exactly what we needed to do with them. Like, did we still need the strict follow-up? Every year we saw them in our, our hospi- in our hospital. and um, Or can we send them back to the GP? Um, so that's why we wanted to see in, in this population, are there um, risk factors for relapse um, after 10 years so that we can keep on... Um, following these patients more strictly than other ones. And when we consider relapse before 10 years, we have uh, some of the risk factors that come to mind pretty quickly. As you were examining this, did you start with some of those risk factors and, and, and as your study proceeded, did it look like they were carrying through beyond 10 years or were there some differences that came out? So uh, what we saw the first thing that we saw was that the uh, nodal invasion uh, that we uh, looked at as end stage um, keep, kept on being the, uh, the most important one. Um, and then further, we also looked at the T stage, which is the, the, um, the diameter of the tumor. Um, and that was still um, significant in the univariable analysis, but it was not significant anymore in the multivariable, which was, a, which was weird. Um, but then we also looked at the NPI, which is the Nottingham Product Prognostic Index, which combines the T stage, the N stage, and the grade. And that was highly significant. So I think uh, that would be uh, a, good, a good index to look at if you want to see, um, if you want to predict relapse after 10 years. And then other, something that we also found, which was a bit weird, was that uh, her two um, negative uh, patients had more relapse than her two positive, which was something that we did not expect. Um, so that we thought that m- most patients who ha- will relapse, um, most her two, patient, uh, her two positive patients, they will, when they relapse, relapse in the first 10 years and not in the 10 years, in, in the years after. So that was very interesting to see, I think. Yeah. What do you think could possibly, it's obviously very speculative at this point, what could possibly account for something like that. That's a very strange discrepancy. After 10 years, her two negative uh, patients having a higher um, risk of relapse. What do you think might account for that? Um, well, we thought that her, as her two positive tumors are uh, most, most of the time more um, aggressive, that they mostly will relapse within the first 10 years. And if they're if if they didn't relapse in the first 10 years, then they're probably treated very well and they will not relapse in the future anymore either. Um, so that's that's one um, hypothesis. Um, another thing that we um, thought of is that we our population is from uh, 2000 until 2008, patients who were diagnosed then. Um, and then 
we didn't treat uh, as much with um, trastuzumab and pertuzumab uh, yet either. So maybe um, the pathologists didn't um, look at it as 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 well as they can look at it now at the HER2 status. So that might be something to look at as well in the future. You think that might also account for some of the factors that turned up a little bit lower on the, the risk of decreasing significance. I was surprised, for instance, that uh, body mass index at diagnosis really didn't turn up among the highest. Uh, you would think um, a high BMI would play a pretty significant role beyond 10 years in many, many health outcomes, including breast cancer recurrence. But it didn't seem to be among the, the, the higher or more significant um, risk factors. What do you think about that? I was even. I was actually more surprised that it was significant because we have seen that uh, BMI is m- more important with postmenopausal patients um, in the um, first ten years. But um, I didn't expect it to be um, this this um, significant after ten years as well because it can change so much the the, BM, the BMI diagnosis and after ten years. So um, I, w- I was more surprised that it was significant actually. <laughs> That's great. If we're looking at next steps for this line of research, again, keeping a focus on patients beyond 10 years uh, past their diagnosis, what would be the next step in, in helping to elucidate or understand more about these, this patient population? Well, I think it's it's important that because this was just the start. We just did this in it's a single center study. It's a retrospective study. Um, I think it's it's important that it's validated uh, by other other populations in other countries and see if if they have the same findings as us. Um, and we're right now we're um, reviewing the data again with um, more uh, recent follow up until September 2019, and then I would hope to publish it and then we will see in our hospital if we can already use it but I think it's important that it's done in other hospitals as well to look at this uh, population. Well really want to appreciate your time we've been speaking about the risk of breast cancer recurrence after a 10-year disease free interval and I've been speaking with Dr. Vertonen from the Department of Gynecology and Obstetrics at the University Hospital of Leuven in Leuven, Belgium. Thanks again for your time. Thank you for your interest. For access to this and other episodes in breast cancer research and treatment, visit ReachMD.com, where you can be part of the knowledge. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. Thanks again for listening. The preceding program was sponsored by Lilly. Content for this series is produced and controlled by ReachMD. This series is intended for healthcare professionals only. To revisit any part of this discussion and to access other episodes in this series, visit ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening. ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.